Hey, Mama. Do you have a hard time connecting and communicating with your husband when you're stressed? If you're like me, being overstimulated, overwhelmed, usually means that my husband will get the brunt of my frustration. In these moments, I try to remind myself of the four rules of communication that we learned while we were doing marriage counseling over 10 years ago. Tune in to learn how these four principles of communication can help transform your connection with your husband despite your levels of stress. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Also, don't forget to take advantage of our free Facebook community. You can join by clicking the link below in the show notes. All right, let's get started. Hey mama, welcome to Natural Wellness for Christian Moms. Do you wanna feel more connected to God despite the busyness of mom life? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to become frustrated when there aren't enough hours in the day to get everything done and then you become paralyzed and then the mom guilt sets in? Hey, I'm Kristen and I'm an overstimulated mom of littles. I too felt exhausted and just physically, mentally and emotionally drained from trying to get everything done. My emotions controlled my reactions and I always felt like I was behind and just not enough. But by the grace of God, I found a little secret. I could manage my stress and how I reacted to my day with scripture and essential oils. In this podcast, you'll find scripture, quick and easy ways to use essential oils, and how you too can be confident and content as a Christian mom so that you will be able to glorify God regardless of your stress and circumstances. So grab that post-it note or whatever you can find and let's dive in. Ladies, welcome back to Natural Wellness for Christian Moms. I'm Kristen Christian, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. Part of managing stress is owning when we allow our stress and our frustrations from our stress to transfer on to someone else, even when it's not really about them. For me, oftentimes this happens to ones I love the most, sometimes my children, but more often my husband. Okay. So let me tell you how it all started with an omelet. It was Sunday morning. We were rushing to get ready for church. It was just my husband and I when we were first newly married. And I am lactose sensitive. So I had made two separate omelets for breakfast. Very proud of myself. I was rushing, but I made time to make sure I made breakfast for both of us. And I made my husband's with tons of regular cow's milk cheese. And I made mine special with little to no cheese at all. And I go back in to finish getting ready and I come back out and there's my husband eating my omelet. The one that I made specially for me because of my sensitivity to dairy, not the one that's oozing and goozing and overflowing with cheese. And I let him have it. Why are you eating my omelet? This is not okay. Now I have nothing to eat and we're going to go to church. My blood sugar is going to crash and on and on and on and on and on it went. (laughs) Ladies, let me tell you, right there in that moment, I broke rule one and rules three and four of the four rules of communication that we had learned in our marriage counseling. And let me tell you, it was not about the omelet. It was about the fact that I was stressed and overwhelmed because we were running behind and I just totally took it out on my husband. Fast forward years later and I'm home with the kids. I'm stressed. I'm overtouched. I'm overstimulated, and I'm just trying to make it through my day. 
I pull open the dishwasher and there are dishes in the dishwasher that are not allowed to be in the dishwasher. And if you've been listening to my podcast, ladies, you know that like dishes are not my thing. (laughs) Maybe it's PTSD from growing up because I broke the dishwasher when I was two and my parents never fixed it. And so we had to wash dishes by hands the entire time. And so I just don't like doing dishes. But I'm very peculiar about the way dishes go in the dishwasher. And I cannot tell you how many times that I have had conversations in my head about my husband while I'm rearranging the dishes that he put in the dishwasher that were not put in the dishwasher the very specific way that I think they should to maximize space, to maximize efficiency, whatever. I can make up (laughs) whatever excuse I want to. So as I'm rearranging these dishes, I start to think, man, he is not listening to me when I ask him to do it this way. That means he's probably not listening to me at all. And then it spirals. I get on this negative thought pattern all about my husband and all the things he's not doing right or all the ways he's not appreciating me. And then I wonder why it's so hard for me to communicate and connect with him when he gets home or why the first things out of my mouth when he walks through the door are words that are sharp and that are not kind. Ladies, communication is so important. It is so important that we remain connected to our husband. And when I'm not connected to my husband, it creates space, space that the enemy wants to get into because if we give him even the smallest amount of space to wiggle his way into our thoughts and wiggle his way into our marriage, he'll have a field day. And then we have to really, really pick up our spiritual battle, right, to get out of that mindset. So when we are stressed and we are overwhelmed because, hey, we're moms and that's part of motherhood and it's part of this fallen and broken world, we can better connect and communicate with our spouses by remembering four principles or four rules of communication. Rule number one, speak the truth in love. This comes from Ephesians 4.15, where we are reminded that we should be speaking the truth, but doing so in love. If you're like me, you have no problem speaking the truth to your spouse, even if it's something that's not so great. Maybe it comes off kind of catty. Maybe it comes off kind of nagging. We'll talk about that later this month. (laughs) But When I'm stressed especially, I don't have a problem letting my husband know what I think about how he did or did not do something right. And you can believe it's probably not being said in love. So how can we change this? Well, whenever we approach our husband, remember he is on the same team. And we should probably pray. (laughs) So if you are at home and you know that your thought life for the day has not been very positive, and you cannot say something in love, then don't say it at all. Table it. And you can tell your husband, hey, I need to talk to you about something, but I don't think I'm going to say it really lovingly because of my stress levels right now. So let's schedule a time to talk about it later. Second rule of communication. Your spouse should be the first to know, not the last to know. In Genesis 2.24, God said, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Ladies, we have to be so careful about who we decompress our stress in and who we confide in outside of our husband, especially if it's a member of the opposite sex. That's just, that's a big no-no, right? But even if it's our friends, maybe our sisters, maybe our moms, 
right, that we are calling when we are feeling stressed, when we are feeling sad, or maybe when we're feeling happy. The thing about it, though, ladies, is that your spouse deserves to celebrate and to bear your burdens with you, whether you're feeling stressed and sad or whether you're feeling happy and excited about something. They should be the first to know. They should be that first emotional connection that you make when you need help, when you have something you want to share. Not your mom, not your sister, not your best friend. It should be your spouse. So make it a habit to call your husband first, even if he is not available, leave a message or shoot him a text and say, hey, I have something really exciting. I can't wait to talk to you about and refrain from calling your mom or calling your sister or your best friend right away so that you can share that joy with your husband or that he can help you carry the burden of whatever that might be. Now, you might have to preface it with, hey, I don't want you to necessarily fix this, but I need to share this with you because it's a burden and I need to know that you're here with me to carry it, right? (laughs) Sometimes we don't want it to be fixed. That's another thing. But for now, your spouse should be the first to know, not the last. The third rule of communication is act to fix the problem. Do not react to it. James 119 reminds us, To let every person be quick to hear, but slow to speak and slow to anger. This is something I struggle with so bad. This is number three I talked about in my omelet example, right? Number one was speaking the truth in love. Yes, my husband ate the wrong omelet, but I didn't tell him lovingly. Number three, I very clearly reacted to the issue rather than acting to fix the problem. All I had to do was ask him to fix me a new one or fix one. It takes like two minutes to make an omelet. So ladies, I ask you, how often do you react to the problem instead of acting to fix the problem? Because what's done is done. The omelet was eaten. I couldn't change that. So I had a choice there. I could act to fix the problem and let it go because my husband deserves grace just as much as I do. Or I could react to it and blow it up and just make the whole morning an awful morning. Last but not least, number four, Attack the problem, not the person. This is the one I probably break or don't keep the most often. And I have been working and working. And the more that I'm in God's word and his spirit fills my soul and my heart and he transforms my heart into a heart of flesh from stone, I get better at this, but I'm still, I still struggle, right? Proverbs 15.1 tells us a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise commands I'm sorry, commends knowledge, but the mouths of fools pour out folly. Ladies, when we attack the person, we definitely pour out folly. Just like we pointed out in rule number three, that once something is already done, we have a choice to either act to fix the problem or we can react to it. Well, when we react, guess what we end up doing? We attacking. React equals attack. Whereas fixing the problem means that you're focusing on the problem and not the person. Because ladies, our husbands deserve grace. How much grace? Well, how much grace do you want Jesus to show you? Because Jesus is our example of love. He set the standard, not your mama and not your friends, but Jesus Christ himself. So ladies, remember, as you are working to communicate better so you can connect 
with your husband, regardless of your stress levels, even when you're stressed to the max. When you speak the truth, make sure you are speaking it in love, that your spouse is the first to know, not the last. Remember to act, do not react, and to attack the problem and not the person. Ladies, I would love to hear how you may already be implementing these particular rules of communication when you're stressed, or if there's a particular one that you know is an area for improvement or growth. If you would hop on over to our free Facebook community, you can connect with us there as we continue this discussion in that group. You can join by using the link below in the show notes. I'll see you on Wednesday. Until next time, Mama. Hey, Mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend? If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. Also, if you haven't yet, please leave a quick written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. It just really lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you. Remember, Mama, if God has called you to be in this present circumstance, He will equip you to get through it. Until next time.